you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to NFL Fantasy Live in our second hour on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Sirius 210 XM 87. And we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to hear your questions on Stardom and Sidem, and we're going to get to Fab's uh, various theories, if you will. Fantasy, can I call them fantasy theories? Call them whatever you want there, buddy. You realize that was Pantera. Oh, I know I, I know exactly who that was. A couple of guys from uh, my neck of the woods, uh, the drummer. Vinny used to run uh, a bar called The Basement. Yeah. I went there a few times Texas when, I was, guys, when yeah. I was 20, 21. It's a shame what happened to, to wore, Dimebag. Hey, I wore the Bon Jovi boots with a you know a green headband and a flannel shirt. I'm not afraid to admit it. I would love to see a picture of that and post it on Twitter. But we uh, <laughs> oh, along with uh, just in case you guys missed it, you might jump on Twitter, check out Scarlett Johansson's uh, page. She's trending on Twitter. She's trending. Uh, she has fantasy theories of her own on. Uh, well, it's not on Dion Branch. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Okay, well, we have Fred in Kentucky on the line. Uh, Fred, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. Hey, Fred. Hey, uh, I've got a tight end question. It's actually, and I believe it was probably already answered, but, uh, man, should I, should I not start Dallas Clark and plug in Ed Dickerson? Or Dickson, uh, I'm sorry. You know what? Listen, I, I really value what Jim says a lot. Trust me. I'm not benching Dallas Clark just yet. No way. I wouldn't either unless it was a flex and you had Eric Dickerson <laughs> to uh, plug plug in. But I, I, I think it's a good question, and I think Ed Dixon, uh, Brian Billick uh, told me yesterday that, that he thinks Ed Dixon's going to be a real player, but I think you have to stay with Dallas Clark. Uh, you know, he's got the skins on the wall. Sometimes you overthink things, and yeah, Dallas Clark's value seems to have taken a little bit of a hit. What happens if he comes out this week and has six catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown? You're not thinking so much about how Dallas Clark had a bad week one. Again, guys, it's only one week. You can't panic. Not yet. Did I just pull an ESPN reporter thing when I said Brian Billick told me? That you was did. awful. You, you did name drop I, I want to apologize for that. Your name drop. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. All right, Ian in California has been with us on the line. Ian, thanks for being patient. Uh, what's your question? Hello? Ian. Uh, yes, I'm here. Thanks for uh, being patient, man. Oh, no problem. I have a I have a 12 team PPR league, and okay. uh, Stephen Jackson was my my uh, my main running back. And with him out, I have Grant and Spiller on the on the bench. And uh, I was wondering if I should start Grant or Sproles is out there on waiver wires, and I was wondering maybe I should go for him. Is, wow. is Cadillac Williams gone? Did someone pick yeah, him up? Someone, someone handcuffed me, and they got Cadillac. And I offered him a trade grant for Cadillac, but no response. Yeah, and that just tells you how valuable Ryan Grant has become. <laughs> yeah, you right. know, you might think I'm crazy, but I think Spiller might be the best option here because I don't, I don't think the Bills receivers are going to get a lot on the, the Raiders' corners. 
And I, I don't like Ryan. I don't. I don't really like any of those choices, to be honest. But I think I would take Spiller. It's a PPR league. I'd go Sproles. And, and you know, I, I'm not saying he's going to do what he did last week, but Darren Sproles led the Saints running backs in snaps in the opener. Part of the reason was because they were behind and they had to catch up, throw the football, and Sproles is a, is a pass catching back. But to me, I just don't trust C.J. Spiller as far as I can throw him, and I'm 5'8", 160 pounds. I probably couldn't throw him very far. Yeah, and I, I hate it when you take my counterpoint away from me in your <laughs> monologue because that's exactly what I was going to say is how much of that was because they were playing catch-up. But that's exactly. a, a great question. We have uh, Jim in Connecticut on the line. Jim, hey, that's my home us. state right there. Where are you from in Connecticut, Jim? How you guys doing? Where are you from in Connecticut? Oh, I'm uh, I'm Central Connecticut. I used to be, uh, I, used to be Southern, but right in the middle yeah, of the state. I'm so, from um, Connecticut. I went to Central. Oh, really? How yep. about that? Yeah. Small world, I'm telling you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Anyhow, I have a I have a defensive special teams question. I had the uh, I had the Patriots, and I didn't know Chad Henney was Joe Montana, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I lost last week. Um, needless to say. I get six. I get six six points for a TD, like a pick six, a run back. I lose points for over 400 yards allowed on defense. I lose points for over 21 for over 21 points allowed. I get one point for an interception, two for a fumble, one for a sack. Anyway, I'm looking at the uh, Vikings, Texans, Redskins. With that in mind, what do you guys what do you guys think? Stick with the Patriots or pick up one of those or what for next week? I tell you one thing, based on your scoring system, I do not like the Patriots at all. That's going to be a shootout. I mean, Jim Nance said it himself. It looks like that's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think the Patriots are, are somebody that you really have to be careful with this week. Especially, I don't like the Texans. It, well, the, the Texans looked great last week, but, okay, that was against Kerry Collins, who's, what, 40, you know, 39, 40 years old and uh, you know, looks like a werewolf, and he has, he's, he's, he's no Peyton Manning, clearly. That's that. That's a tough one. Uh, look at the waiver wire. Are the Cardinals available? You know, they're sort of a sneaky, underrated sort of defense. That even when the matchup isn't great, they put up some numbers. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, I think, have a little bit better you know, the, the, against Jay Cutler, who can be prone to turnovers at times. That's another possibility. I don't, I don't think the Vikings matchup versus the Bucks is a bad matchup. I just don't. I, the Vikings probably are the most attractive one of the of the, the defenses that you mentioned. Just the fact that. It really, you know, Rivers goes for over 300 yards against them, you know, in week one. The Vikings are not what they used to be. Let's just put it that way. But the Vikings are definitely the best option out of the ones that you've mentioned. Again, you just said Chad Henney. We didn't realize that he was uh, Joe Montana uh, in week one. Texans are going to be facing him this week. We'll see what happens. We have Luke in Cincy on the line. Luke, how's it going? Uh, good. How you guys doing? Good. Um, I have a possible trade question, and somebody else in my league came to me with this. Um, I have Arian Foster on my team, mm-hmm. and he wants Arian Foster, and he is willing to offer me Frank Gore and Andre Johnson. What does that What does that leave you with at running back? Uh, running back, I have Darren McFadden. Um, I mean, that would be my starter. Yep. And then backing him up, i got to think about this for a second. Um, I can't remember who I would have on the bench, but it's a two running back league, two wide receiver, no flex. Okay. Well, and it's a um, PPR? Is it PPR? It is not a PPR. It's standard. Okay. Yeah. And what do your wide receivers look like right now? 
Well, they're pretty good, I think. I have uh, Mike Wallace and uh, Kenny Britt. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about Britt, but. Really depends on I mean, that backup either. running back. I I, I like yeah. Britt. I mean, I like Britt a, Britt a lot. I mean, right for me, it depends on what else you have in your backfield. Oh, because right. it, here's here's yeah. a backup running back. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, ben Tate, I handcuffed Arian, um, Ladanian Tomlinson, and Brandon Jacobs. Mm. Yeah, I mean, after McFadden, you're. I wouldn't do that deal. It, that, that's a tough one. You know, here's the deal. Here here's the thing. Okay. Yeah. Foster's got the hamstring. It looks like he's going to be back this week, okay? Um, when he played last year, he was the number one player in fantasy football. I don't. I, I expect him to have about an 80-point drop from a fantasy perspective uh, this year, and he's already on pace. He's already missed one game. So the problem that I have is you get Gore back, who I like, but I'm a little worried about what Jim Harbaugh is doing on offense because they look terrible in week one against the Seahawks, who are terrible. a very defenseless team. They had 206 yards of offense. If you had a better third running back, I may say, yeah, I'm going to pull the trigger on that deal. But the fact of the matter is that Gore, as good as he is and as much upside as he has, number one, didn't show very much in week one. Number two, not the most uh, durable guy uh, in, in the league I as and I'd love to get Andre Johnson, but I'd keep Foster. Uh, just a little news update: uh, Jeff Duncan, who writes for the New Orleans Times Picayune, has Marcus uh, tweeted out that Marcus Colston has a fracture in his collarbone. A uh, small plate was inserted in the bone, and he expects to miss four weeks. And going back to the Robert Meacham, Devery Henderson, for those of you who can still make a waiver wire pickup, uh, you might really consider doing that uh, because they should get a lot of playing time. And Right, exactly. And I don't think Sean Payton's going to change his offense because Marcus Colson is out there. They're going to still chuck the football. So Robert Meacham uh, becomes a very, very valuable option off the waiver wire. Devery Henderson, who I believe had 100 receiving yards last week against the Packers, he, did. he becomes a very valuable option. And I'm looking at the Saints' uh, schedule coming up. You've got the Bears, clearly, this weekend. Uh, then you've got the Texans. We don't know what that defense is like. They were awful last year. They were pretty good last week, but that was Kerry Collins. Uh, then Jacksonville, very favorable matchup. Then Carolina, very favorable, favorable matchup. matchup. Then the Bucks, another favorable matchup. Then the Colts, another favorable. They, they've got some good matchups coming down the pike. Uh, and, and actually, the Rams come after that, and then the Bucks again. So if I can get my hands on Robert Meacham or Devery Henderson... Uh, I am definitely doing that. And, guys, remember, Lance Moore is still at uh, less than 100%. We don't know what his status is for Week 2 or beyond. Right. The Saints have always had interchangeable parts at receivers, but two of those parts are now hurt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that. Yeah, that's even more reason to like Darren Sproles, too. You you bet. And I mentioned before, I wasn't exactly taking the the biggest risk by dumping Justin Forsett for uh, Devery Henderson in the NFL Network League. Uh, Scott from Michigan has a question. Scott, how's it going? How are you? Not too bad. How are you? Good. Um, I was wondering who I should start at my uh, flex position. I have a ten-team non-PPR league. Uh, I'll answer have... that. Que- I'll answer that question as soon as you tell us if you own any White Snake albums. Oh come on! How old are you? I am thirteen. All right. I like to hear. Uh, I like to hear the, the youngsters calling in talking fantasy. That's I love great. it. I love, I love it. it. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I have uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, AJ Green, and uh, Mike Williams of Seattle. And you need to start one of those three. Yes. I, I got to be honest with you, and I don't love any of them. No. Uh, 
I, I would go Green Ellis just based on the fact that he'll see goal line work, you would think, for the Patriots, although Woodhead saw a little bit of that in week one. A.J. Green has a good matchup in, in but, theory. But is Champ playing? That's the question. Champ Bailey hurt himself uh, on Monday night. If he plays, I want nothing to do with A.J. Green. And even if Champ is out, okay, maybe Green is, is a more attractive three in a deeper league. But And, and Mike Williams in Seattle... I yeah. want nothing to do with anybody that wears a Seahawks uniform. Especially playing the Steelers. No who are gonna be, chance. Who are going to be ticked that's, off. That's going to be 45-3. to three. Yeah. That's going to be a blowout game. And the law firm, you know, maybe he only gives you 12 carries for 35 yards, but if he gets two touches, you know, you've got 15 fantasy points. So I, I think that's the right play there. Uh, Tom in Canada has a question about a trade. Tom, how are you? How are you guys? Very, Very good. Good. Uh, I've been offered a trade. Um... I have Ray Rice, and they're offering Michael Turner and uh, Andre Johnson. My other backs on my team are McFadden, Forte, and Hightowers on the bench. And for receivers, I have uh, Wes Welker, Deshaun Jackson, and then I have uh, Santana Moss, uh, Percy Harvin, and Colston on the bench. Is this a three-team league? <laughs> yeah, eight-team uh, league. Uh on PPR, whatever. I've I've never played in a, in a league with fewer than ten teams, and boy, yeah, I make that trade because you have you make that to running. You've got McFadden, you've got Forte, you've got Hightower, you get Turner back, and you get the best the wide receiver in fantasy football to go along with Wes Weezy as uh, one of our predators, Dave Benheim likes to call him, and Deshaun Jackson. I'm I'm pulling the trigger on that one. Hey Tom, how did you like Wes Welker giving you uh, 15 fantasy points on one play? That was beautiful. No, that was awesome. But who do you start then out of those three receivers? I have Welker, uh, Johnson, and uh, uh, Jackson. Jackson, and you said it's PPR. Or it's not PPR. None. Non PPR, I, I go to Sean Jackson this week. Yeah, I go to Sean Jackson this week. I think there's going to be a lot of points put up uh, in, in that game in, uh, in Atlanta against the Eagles. And, I mean, Andre Johnson, you start that guy week in, week out. You just don't take him out unless he's injured or on a bye. PPR, you have to start Welker. Yes, you're right. I mean, I had a similar situation in week one. I'm in a PPR league, and if I – actually, it was the Sirius XM Experts League. And I had to figure out Mike Wallace, Santonio Holmes, or Wes Welker. And I said, you know what? I love Holmes against the Cowboys. He didn't really do much, but I went with Welker over Wallace – and I thought it was going to kill me until that last, that last, you know, fourth quarter you bet. with that ninety-nine uh, yard touchdown. And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, I, I like that call. Yeah, I bet you. I <laughs> and bet that, you that, did. that helped me win. Yeah. Uh, Mike in California is on the line. Mike, how's it going? Good thing, sir. I'm doing fantastic. Great. I'm asking about a flex question, half point PPR. I need uh, D'Angelo Williams or Nate Burleson. I'll tell you Boy. something right now. D'Angelo Williams, Williams scares me. And, and, and I talked about this uh, on NFL Fantasy Live today uh, on NFL.com and NFL Network. Look at the numbers. Williams has not rushed for 100 yards in his last 10 games. He hasn't. He scored one touchdown since the start of November 2009. And he's playing the Packers this week, who have one of the better defenses in the National Football League. I'm not saying that I'm in love with Nate Burleson. Is this a PPR league or is it a standard league? So it's PPR. You get have You know what, man? People might think I, I'm crazy. I might, no, I go Nate Burleson against the Chiefs. I, I would you know, take Nate Burleson. I, Williams scares me. Williams is a name that people are are very familiar with because 
of how good he was. I believe it was 2008 when he was the top scoring running back in fantasy football. Since then, he has done nothing. And it doesn't nothing. it doesn't matter if Jonathan Stewart's getting 20 carries. And uh, you know, as we talked on Fantasy Live today, a running back in his first year off a major injury usually is not as good as he is the second year after a major injury. D'Angelo has a lot to prove to fantasy owners before you can really lean on him in a prominent role. He, guys, he, he he's done nothing. Well, we want to take some more of your calls, so please hit us up at 888-XM-FANTASY or 888-963-2682. But we have to break for now, so uh, we appreciate having you. And uh, get on the phone line. We want to take your call. Uh, NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio with Michael Fabiano. By the way, you owe us an article. Keep in mind when we get done here. Oh, you'll get it. Don't worry. But stay with us here on Sirius 210 XM 87. We're taking your team to a fantasy football championship. This is Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Welcome back inside NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Sirius 210 XM 87. And Fabs, I got to tell you, when I went to the last break, I felt like it was a little clunky, kind of like your analysis has been today. So I'm going to give you I an appreciate op- that. I'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, make up for it with a little sneak preview of your stardom and sitems. And uh, this segment, I want to talk about some of your stardoms. I know you are super huge on Ben Roethlisberger. I'm guessing the Seahawks don't scare you. The Seahawks don't scare anyone uh, at this point. Roethlisberger is, is someone that maybe people are a little worried about last week. Just terrible. Uh, I believe he finished with fewer than seven fantasy points at NFL.com. But is it me or is it kind of a no-brainer that the Steelers are going to be a little ticked off this weekend? Because Mike Tomlin, I guarantee, he took them to the woodshed uh, you know, in practice this week. And it was an embarrassing performance in front of a national audience on CBS. I think Roethlisberger goes for 250 yards, two touchdowns at least against the Seahawks. They're going to make a statement in the big catch-up bottle. I really like Roethlisberger. Well, I could use that same logic on one of your other guys, Matt Stafford. I mean, the Chiefs have got to be disappointed in their Week 1 performance. They're going up against the Lions, granted, in you know at Ford Field. Uh, Matt Stafford, what kind of numbers do you think he puts up? I love. Listen, they were putting him in the shotgun formation throughout that game against the Buccaneers. They're going to let him sling it. He is the star of that team, him and Calvin Johnson. Uh, again, uh, 300 yards and two touchdowns is not out of the realm of possibility for Stafford uh, almost on a regular basis as long as that team keeps him upright and he stays healthy because he has got all the looks of one of the next great fantasy stars at the quarterback position. Uh, Casey in Wisconsin has been waiting for us for a while, so we're going to break off and uh, take his question. Casey, you with us? Yes, I am. What's going on, guys? How are you? Doing good. Um, I'm in a 14-team non-PPR, and I'm having problems with. I got three guys left uh, for my flex. Uh, one of them is Greg Olson, the other Robert Meacham and Jacoby Ford. I like Meacham. I, I just think he's going to see a lot of targets. We just said that Marquis Colston is going to be out four weeks. I like Meacham. I like Jacoby right. Ford. I like Jacoby. I, I hate to give you descending advice. Jacoby Ford's banged up, though. He, he's he's a little bit banged up after that Monday night game. I know I know that, that Hugh Jackson is trying to get the ball in his hands. You could tell on their first drive or their second drive of the game, they try to option play with him. They're trying little bubble screens. I, I think Jacoby Ford has a big year. I don't agree with you this week. I, I think it's Meacham. Uh, show me something before I'm going to start Jacoby Ford on my fantasy team. Fair enough. Joe in North Carolina is also on the line. Uh, Joe? How's it going? Uh, it's going well. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. 
I have a uh, wide receiver question. This is a standard scoring league. Uh, Roddy White disappointed last week, and he's playing Philly. Uh, this week, uh, on the bench below him are uh, Mike Thomas uh, playing against the Jets and A.J. Green. And I know you mentioned something just a few callers back. Well, what's my best option at wide receiver two? Uh, I mean, well, Roddy White is clearly you never bench him. If we're going between Mike Thomas and A.J. Green, uh, I start Mike Thomas and pray because Darrell Revis is going to be all over him. The Jaguars don't have a viable number two wide receiver that even can contend. Uh, this is this is a really bad matchup for Mike Thomas. He probably won't have a worse matchup all year long. In fact, I could almost bet that you'd find a better option somewhere off the waiver wire unless you're in a, in a, in a big league because Thomas, to me, I wouldn't touch him. Devery Henderson. Devery Henderson could be a potential potential option out there. Uh, watch out for listen, if Brandon Lloyd is is injured. You know, maybe it's a guy like Eric Decker. I mean, we're going deep here, but Mike Thomas against Darrell Revis. If you want to talk about a mismatch, that's one right there. I thought you had an Eddie Royal fathead at your apartment. No, I thought you told me that. No fatheads in my apartment. Pal. You don't have any fatheads. No, I, I mean, listen, Eddie Royal could be uh, an option also, uh, based on the fact that. Um, he's going to see more targets again if Brandon Lloyd is out, but we still don't know. We still don't know the status of Lloyd or Noshawn Marino or Champ Bailey. Uh, we're, we're still waiting on that information. You know, our caller queue is is rapidly filling up. I think your stardoms are just going to have to wait. Even uh, even uh, even after my clunky analysis, as you <laughs> called it, I'm going to clunk you in the head with this microphone, Harrison. Hey, who brought you wheat bread? Thank you today. I appreciate that. Uh, Adam in South Carolina is on the line. Adam, how's it going, man? Good guys, how's it going? What's up, man? I got a little bit of a flex question here. Uh, start running back. I got MJD and McCoy, but I'm looking at either Cadillac, Adai, or Starks in my flex. It's a standard 12 team non PPR. I'm going Caddy. I, I was, I'd go Caddy. Adai, he, he lost Karius to the Lone Carter more than I thought he would last week, and. I, I, Cadillac Williams to me looked good uh, against the Eagles, and the Giants' defense is banged up. Caddy is the guy, and it looks like he's going to be. Steven Jackson is still out of practice, probably not going to play on Monday night. I think you roll with the Cadillac. Yeah, I don't think they have – That's kind of what I was think, thinking with uh, yeah. them playing Monday night. I didn't know if they'd give him a couple extra days to get healthy. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got to continue to watch the status of Steven Jackson, and if things improve, then you have to uh, audibleize your, your decision there. But uh, right now it's, it's Cadillac. Yeah, I don't think the Rams really have much more options in the backfield than, than to give Cadillac as many touches as possible. Uh, Rob in Kentucky is on the line. Rob, how you doing, man? Hey, guys, how you doing? Uh, I got a question. I got two questions, actually. The first one's similar to the last caller. I have Steven Jackson, but I've got three running backs I can put in his place. I have Cadillac, Tobert, and Starks. I'm going so to I don't know which one to roll with there. Well, I, I, I agree with Fabs. Uh, I think Tolbert's going to get the goal line work. And, uh, you know, this game could be a shootout. And if Tolbert gets you two touchdowns, even if he only has 25 yards rushing, you're still having a, a decent fantasy game. Tolbert's going to play this week. Uh, he got clearance from the doctors. And... I, li- I mean, I-, I like Cadillac, too. Don't get me wrong, but Tolbert's coming off a three-touchdown game. Not saying he's going to duplicate that effort, but clearly he's involved in that offense, and he had nine catches. He had 25 all last year. He had nine in week one. Uh, I- I'm going with Tolbert. Uh, Rob, what was your second question? 
Okay, my second question is I've got four receivers and I need to start three. And it's a half-point PPR. And I've got Brandon Marshall, uh, Welker. I'm definitely probably going to start those two. But I've got yep. Mario Manningham and Dez Bryant with the injury. So what do you think I should do there? I, I think Harrison and I differ here. I uh, like Manningham. You like Dez. I like both. I mean, you flip a coin. Flip a coin, really. I mean, if we hear that Hakeem Nix has any sort of setback between now and Sunday, then I definitely go with Manningham. But Des Bryant is such a playmaker. He was phenomenal, phenomenal before the Darrell cramps. Revis went over to the other side of the field and started covering him, and then he had the cramps uh, uh, that that affected him throughout. But how do you, uh, Des Bryant's got the upside there? I really think so. And the Niners are, are in no great shakes against the pass. That's for sure. With Des, I think you just hope that his conditioning is up to snuff. Right. Well, yeah, clearly. I mean, and again, you, and you check his status, but from what I've seen and read, I don't think he's in danger of missing the game this weekend. Uh, ben in Idaho is on the line. Ben, what's on your mind? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, buddy. Hey, I got a couple questions here. Uh, my first question is quarterback. I got ben, Big Ben or Cobb, and I wasn't sure. I know you guys said earlier you thought Big Ben was going to have a couple hundred yards and two touchdowns. But I wasn't sure where you guys are sitting on Cobb this week. Well, I think the only concern I, I agree with Fabs on Roethlisberger. The only concern there is if Pittsburgh gets up thirty to six early in the third quarter, does it just become a kill the clock game, and then that hurts you fantasy wise? Uh, I, I actually like Kevin Cobb. I, I think Cobb's due to have a big year. Uh, you know, Fabs. I don't know how you feel about his matchup this week versus Roethlisberger, but I, I do think Cobb's in, in line to have a big year. Certainly, and they're going to throw the football the Cardinals, and they showed that. Last week, especially when they have a guy like Fitzgerald, early Doucette came out and played extremely well, uh, and they need somebody to come in and be that number two option in the passing game because they really don't have an established one uh, ever since Anquan Bolden left. But I understand the concern about that situation with the Steelers go up big and you know the Panthers, uh, I'm sorry, uh, they, they sort of run the ball on the, on the Seahawks in the second half. I don't get into all that kind of stuff. Listen, I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a big game. It's at home. They looked awful in the first week of the season on national television. We're embarrassed. Mike Tomlin's a prideful guy. That's a prideful team. And I think Big Ben, like I said, I just think he's going to have a, a, a very solid game. I like Cobb. I like Ben better. Uh, by the way, you can catch Fabs and I on NFL Fantasy Live uh, Monday through Friday and Sunday on NFL.com and NFL Network. Uh, you can also hit up Fabs' Twitter account at, at Michael underscore Fabiano. Or at Sirius XM Fantasy, our call lines are 888-XM-FANTASY and 888-963-2682. But we need to take a break, and uh, we also got to give you your fantasy fix. Depth charts and playing time, injuries, news, stats, and the best fantasy football analysis on your radio. We do it all season long on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Sirius 210 XM 87, and uh, Fabs, I, I'm thinking that was Dio, but I, I'm perplexed on that one. It did sound like Dio. Oh, we're going to have to get uh, Not Dio. Rob to tell, we're gonna have to get Rob to tell us what that was because it sounded like it, but is that Danzig? Twisted no. Sister. Twisted Burning Sister. Hell. Wow. Okay. Wow. Right. Stumped number once for T-Ray over here. That's the well, first time we've been stumped all year. That was uh, I. I love the, I love the music, man. Yeah, you got you got to rock out when you're talking fantasy football. You got to rock out. Uh, you know, Greg in New Jersey. 
has been sitting either in his car or at his house waiting to ask a simple question, and we've kept him on the line forever. Uh, Greg, thanks for being very patient. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I just had two quick uh, Star Wars Cinema questions, if you don't mind. Uh, I know you guys just said that uh, Foster, we're going to learn more about him uh, after Thursday practice, but if, assuming he can't go, would you go Ben Tate or Beanie Wells? Man, I love Ben Tate. Uh, but Beanie, Beanie Wells is is, is a is a breakout guy to me. I've been touting him ever since they traded Tim Hightower, and then even more so after Ryan Williams was lost for the season with a knee injury. I love Tate again. I love the upside. I'm going Beanie Wells though. I think you're looking at split carries there. I I don't love Beanie's matchup versus the Redskins. I, I don't think it's a bad matchup. I don't think it's a great matchup either. I don't think Beanie goes for 150 this yeah, week. I, yeah. But but he doesn't have to. You know, if he gives you 85 yards and a touch, you're fine. I, I don't think Ben Tate's going to get 20 carries, uh, regardless. Uh, speaking of starting and sitting and decisions to make, we we kind of broke out to take some calls. We got through some quarterbacks. We got through Roethlisberger. We got through Stafford. Mm-hmm. How about some running backs that you would start this week? Peyton Hillis disappointed a lot of people last week. I think he bounces back against the Colts, who made Ben Tate look like uh, an absolute world beater uh, in week one. Ahmad Bradshaw, I like his matchup against the Rams on Monday night. I think he gets into the mix a lot more. Uh, The Rams gave up 27 fantasy points to the Eagles running backs in the opener. Beanie Wells, and look at the other side of that game. Tim Hightower going up against two, his former team, the Cardinals. Motivation there. So I like Hightower. Cedric Benson also going up against the Broncos, who were just run all over by Darren McFadden on Monday night. By the way, you can follow Fabs on Twitter at Michael underscore Fabiano, and we also have a Twitter at, at NFL Fantasy Live and at Sirius XM Fantasy. And that, that brings me to my next question, and I, I'd love for one of our callers to chime in too. Uh, do I need to start a Twitter account? Am I like the last guy that doesn't It's have probably a, a good idea. It's probably a good idea. And th- you'll get a lot of female followers too there, Harrison. Well, there's something uh, that's trending right now on Twitter, uh, and you're it, it, all excited about it. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not Lynn Dickey and Danny White football cards. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so, if you have a Twitter account, you might just jump on, you know, check it out. That's about all. I'm, that's Harrison about all I'm going to give all you. Excited. Uh, but we do have a caller from Oklahoma, Tom, with a question. Tom, you with us? Yeah, I'm with you, man. How you guys doing? Great. Great, great. I got a couple of questions. I'm in a 12-man PPR league, and I have either Sam Bradford or uh, Cam Newton. What do you think? Well, Bradford's got a little bit of an injury problem, uh, and he's also not going to get you anything really on the ground. So I'm not so sure that this is an easy choice. Uh, you know, Cam Newton, though, is facing Dom Capers defense, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'd be honest with you. I'd rather have Rex Grossman uh, than either one of these guys. I'd rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick Chad than Henney. either one of these guys. Chad Henney's close. Chad Henney's close also. Uh, if I had to pick between Newton and Bradford, I would probably go Newton only because Bradford's got the finger. It looks like he was fine at practice today, but I'm a little worried about the fact that Danny Amendola is no longer in the mix there. He's injured out indefinitely because of the dislocated elbow. Mike Sims-Walker, three targets, one catch in week one. I think I'd go with the hotter hands. Not that I love Cam Newton because Packers' defense is stout, but I'd prefer Newton over Bradford this week. I think this is truly a case of six of one, half dozen the other because Cam Newton can get you some yards on the ground. Uh, On the other hand, 
Sam Bradford's not going to be facing much of a pass rush right now. Tuck has been hurt. Yuminura is out. Uh, you know, the Giants have got injuries at all three levels of the defense. So if you look at it from that standpoint, you know, the Rams aren't the only ones that have injuries on Sunday. The Giants' defense has just been depleted all year, Fabs. Yeah, and, and honestly, again, if Bradford was coming in here where – he was a little bit healthier, uh, and it wasn't a Monday night game, and hey, we knew this guy, it looks like he's going to play. I don't know if that's really the issue, but there's a lot of injuries there, uh, and, and I believe Jason Smith's also banged up too, they, their offensive tackle, so I, I really think Newton, again, not that I love either one of these guys, uh, Newton's the lesser of two evils in this case, but if Rex Grossman's available on the waiver wire, or if it's Patrick, I'd grab and play those guys. Uh, Bill in Virginia has been waiting to ask a question. Bill, what's going on? How you doing, guys? Uh, I got kind of burned this week with running backs because I have uh, Chris Johnson and Frank Gore, normally great picks, and uh, I lost. In fact, I had a friend try to – it's a 10-man non-PPR. One of my friends tried to get Frank Gore for – take Frank Gore from me in exchange for Wes Welker, and I thought he was crazy, and I would have actually won my matchup with him if I, had I done that. My question is, um, do I take a chance um, – do I risk benching – Chris Johnson against Baltimore. Uh, I do have Kevin. I mean, I do have Brandon Jacobs uh, as a backup on my bench, and I got being flex. I, I wouldn't uh, bench Chris Johnson for Brandon Jacobs uh, with Fab's team. No, no, okay. I, I, I definitely wouldn't. You've got to roll the. You know, you've got to roll with the with your with your guy here. And again, last and and one thing we've learned uh, during the preseason and training camp that. Coaches just don't care about us fantasy owners. They just do not care. No. You know, the news comes out about the Buccaneers maybe utilizing more of a committee situation after most drafts had happened, uh, and then you see the situation, you know, here, uh, you know, that, that we're talking about um, with, uh, you know, with CJ2K. Mike Munchak initially says, no, not going to be an issue. He's going to play. And then nine carries later, he didn't do much. And I think they've got to get him involved. And I know the Ravens have a really stout run defense, but – you're going with CJ2K, who cost you probably a top five pick, as opposed to Brandon Jacobs, who's a committee back uh, in an offense that is solid uh, and, and can move the ball, but he is clearly not a featured guy like CJ2K. Well, what I would say to that is, you know, in reference to starting Chris Johnson against what seems to be a, a not so favorable matchup, is Chris Johnson is like Barry Sanders or Tony Dorsett in the sense that you could hold him to 10 carries for 19 yards, and then late in the third quarter he busts off an 85-yard touchdown run. He's a home run hitter, and so I have a hard time benching a home run hitter only yeah. because they can be completely shut down. And then, uh, listen, Chris Johnson, if he's even with you, you're beat because right. there's, there's no one in the league that's going to be able to track him down. Yep. And for that reason alone, I think he's a good start. Yeah. You can't argue with CJ2K. You've got to play him. Uh, Mark in Tampa is on the line. And Mark, were you surprised that your Bucks fell to the Lions? <laughs> Good afternoon. I wouldn't bench Chris Chris Johnson either. Um, I've won. Um, I'm also like that young kid. I'm, I've been in a league, uh, an 18 league, for 23 years. Nobody wants to change it. Uh, it's a touchdown only league, and um, I um, have won the last two years in a row. And I have a good idea of who I want to start, but I just wanted to hear your opinion because. Listening to a lot of the shows over the last few weeks, a lot of the guys were high on Beanie Wells, and when he was available, I drafted him in, I don't know, maybe fourth or fifth round. Um, I start two running backs. I've got uh, Green Ellis and Wells, who I plan on starting, and then my other two running backs are um, Joseph Adai 
and um, and he was my other uh, and um, Javid Best of Detroit. I thought, you know, listening to you all talk about not playing Beanie Wells, I thought about putting Best in there. But um, what do you guys think? I, I wouldn't replace Wells with Javid Best. No way. No, I like Wells. Roll roll with him while he's hot, and uh, you know, Best didn't do much last week, and the Lions really showed their you know their true colors. They're going to throw the football, and they're going to throw it more and more and more. Uh, Best has got some upside, you know, PPR kind of format. I like Wells better, though, this week. Well, Mark, you say that you're a lot like that kid, but I bet you you do have a Whitesnake album or even an 8-track hiding somewhere. Uh, I, well, actually, I don't have a Whitesnake, but I do have 8-tracks in my parents' garage who won't throw them out. Oh, too wow. funny. You know he's got, like, Doc and Lie from Budapest or, or, or something <laughs> I, like that. I showed, I showed my 10- and 13-year-old the 8-track. They're like, what are those? <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the call, Mark. We have right, take, uh, care. You take care, man. We have Ray in Chicago who's been waiting very patiently. Uh, Ray, uh, actually, we just found out Ray dropped. How about Denny in Pennsylvania? Denny, what's going on? Uh, not much. Um, unfortunately, I have Stephen Jackson and Colson in my starting lineup last week. They both Ouch. got injured. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking for a priority. Picking up. We have one IR spot. Um, I'm going to move Colston there because he's out for longer than Jackson, we think. Um, now I'm fifth on the waiver list this week. Do I make it a priority to get Cadillac Williams, or do I try to get a Meacham or Henderson? Uh, you know, I that really depends on what your wide receivers look like. Well, and we got, also, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go, well, I was going to say, and also I think there's more availability at the wide receiver position, but go ahead and say what you were going to say. And it is a PPR. We got Brandon Lloyd, Manningham, uh, Plaxburris, Colston, and uh, Sims Walker. And at running back behind Jackson? Uh, we got uh, McCoy, Adai, Green Ellis, and Jacobs. I mean, you've got more, you got a little bit more depth at the running back position than you do at wide receiver, but I, I'd still be going after Cadillac Williams. I, I really would. I'd still be going after Cadillac Williams. That's that's a tough call to me, but I I am with you, Fabs. That I I like Cadillac. I think he looked a lot better than. I mean, he was kind of one of those guys that everyone had on the NFL junkie. And it's not like Cadillac Williams is thirty seven years old. Yeah, uh, I am, but Cadillac Williams is. And I I tell you, I I was impressed with some of the action I saw against the Eagles. And who knows how long Stephen Jackson is out? Yeah, uh, I, I think if you have an opportunity here to handcuff Stephen Jackson and get Cadillac Williams. Uh, I'd do it, and I'd certainly start him over a guy like Adai who, as we mentioned earlier, lost some carriers to Lillian Carter in week one. By the way, would this be a good time for me to mention that you're older than me? That's fine. I look younger than you. That's that's a good point. All right, <laughs> we, we have time to get uh, one more call, and we need to take a break. We have Deb in Virginia. Deb, what's going on? Hey, guys. How are you? Great. How are you? I, good. I've got a trade um Pop uh, been presented to me, which is tempting, but still it's a little scary, so I want to bounce it off somebody else. Um, my current lineup and running back is I got Ray Rice, MJD, Peyton Hillis, and Mark Ingram. Wide receivers, I have Brandon Marshall, Malcolm Floyd, and uh, Pierre Garçon. And on defense, I got Pittsburgh. This guy wants Ray Rice and Pittsburgh. He's offered me Java Best. Mario Manningham, Hightower, and Robert Meacham. No, uh, he, he's uh, there's a couple of good components that you're getting in that deal, but nothing that uh, is going to be on the same level as a Rice 
uh, or the Steelers' defense, which will clearly turn it around after what was a terrible performance in Week 1. That, to me, is clearly one of those deals where someone is trying to trade quantity for quality. As much as I like Tim Hightower, uh, he's no Ray Rice. I agree. Ray Rice and Pittsburgh. There's no guarantees in fantasy football, obviously, but those guys are proven commodities. I would not pull the trigger on that. We need to take a break, but you can hit us up at 888-XM-FANTASY and 888-963-2682. And we'll see you in a couple minutes on NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You're listening to Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, the home of fantasy football talk. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. It's our last segment of the day. And by the way, we're on every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. And you can also catch us on NFL Fantasy Live on NFL.com and NFL Network. And uh, we're on NFL.com at 10 a.m. Pacific every day, but Saturday, uh, or uh, Monday through Friday. And then we do a Sunday show as well. And Fab's uh, this Sunday, we're going to have a lot of decisions to make when it comes to setting our lineups. Let's get into some sit some guys you're sending to the pine. Uh, you know, you've been uh, anti-Matt Castle for a while now, and, and I'm right there with you. I hate the matchup on the road against the Lions. Uh, Lions defense is going to put a lot of pressure on him. I'd bench him. Bradford scares me a little bit against the Giants because of the finger and because of it's a Monday night game. Uh, there are basically a lot of quarterbacks to start these days because it's a passing league. There are a lot fewer quarterbacks where you look at a matchup and say, oh, I hate this guy. I don't like this. Uh, I don't like this matchup. Newton was great last week. Do I think he's going to do it again against the Packers? Uh, Probably no. not. I think he's still still a number two, but worth a roster spot. There's no doubt about that. D'Angelo Williams, again, I mentioned, no 100-yard games in his last 10 games. One touchdown since 2009, November 8th of 2009. Uh, I don't like Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis against the Chargers. Woodhead, not Green-Ellis, led that team in carries. Also playing against San Diego, tough run defense. If you're wearing a Seahawks jersey, I'm benching you no matter what against the Steelers. Uh, Chad Ochocinco barely saw any work, and we talked to Jim Nance about that earlier. I do not trust him until you start showing some signs of life. Keep him on the bench. Mike Thomas facing Darrell Revis. He'll be on Revis Island all weekend. Don't want anything to do with him. Austin Collie, who was a sleeper until Peyton Manning's injury came to light. Uh, he didn't have a catch last week, if, I, if my memory serves me correctly. I just don't want anything to do with him. Julio Jones, tough matchup uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles, and even Dwayne Bowe scares me. Uh, Dwayne Bowe if you look Peaks at if you look at his numbers in his last six games dating back to last year, one game with more than seven fantasy points, one. Wow, and I, I guess you don't foresee Marshawn Lynch pulling any uh, Tecmo Super Bowl runs through Lamar Woods. Those are James some Harrison of the uh, that's like Ryan an unpredictable Clark. thing, but I just I'd be shocked if the Seahawks scored more than fourteen points in that game. I'd be shocked. Well, we have a couple of callers that have been hanging out with us, so we want to try to get to them now. We have Jennifer in Pennsylvania has been waiting patiently. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Um, I have a, a quarterback question. I have a 12-man standard league, and I have Matt Schaub, and he's kind of been letting me down. I had him last year, too, and he kind of let me down. And I picked up Rex Grossman, and I also have Chad Henney on my bench. I'm taking... I'd go with the gear. I think Matt Schaub is your right play there. Listen, he goes up against the Dolphins, who just gave up, what, 519 yards and four touchdowns to Tom Brady, whatever it was. 
I think you're rolling shot. The reason why he didn't have a good good stat line last week was because the Texans were just slaughtering the Colts and they went to the run. I, I, I agree. Speaking of, and I want to backtrack just for a second. The only way I see Cam Newton having a big game in your your sitem is if the Packers blitz him a lot and he takes off running. I don't think the Packers are going to pressure Cam Newton all the time because I, I don't think they want that to happen. I think they can play coverage, confuse him, and end up having to Also happen. remember, too, the Cardinals didn't have a full game to look at film on Cam Newton, that, whereas Dom Capers, who is one hell of a defensive coordinator, uh, has that at his disposal. That's right. Let's take a call from Mark in New York who's been waiting. Mark, hey, how's it going? How are you? Good afternoon. Great. So uh, I have a docking album, just so you know. So I want that's you to know awesome. which which one though? Dream Warriors. <laughs> Dream that's Warriors. the question. It's actually. There you go. <laughs> so uh, so I'm from that generation. Just real quick, I got you know a couple of questions here. I've got. Um, I'm not sure where I should start at White. I'm in a 12 man point per reception league. Two wide receivers, two running backs, one flex. I'm a little torn. I mean, Arian Foster. I know we know. You know, I've been listening to the radio, so I understand his status. But I'm not sure, you know, if he starts, obviously, if he's playing, then obviously I'm going to start him. But the other guys that I'm considering are Beanie Wells, Felix Jones, Ben Tate, Mark Ingram. And then obviously I could slide a receiver in that uh, flex spot as well. And I have Akeem Nix, Des Bryant, Antonio Holmes, Jordy Nelson, and Lance Moore. So I kind of need your uh, assistance on that. And, and you need how many of those players to start? I need two wide receivers, two running backs, and one flex. Well, Knicks and Holmes certainly at wide receiver. I'm starting those. I like Wells. I like Felix. I like Felix Jones as well. I think uh, he's a guy to start. And Des Bryant as a flex. Uh, I agree. And and once again, to, just to echo that on on Beanie Wells. Beanie Wells may not be a top five fantasy scorer, but even against the Redskins, if he gets you 95 yards and a touch, you've done well. Uh, I think he's going to be the lead guy. But that's all that we have time for today. Beanie Wells, notwithstanding, catch us every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. You've been listening to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.